Hey, 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 everybody. My name's Ryan Atkinson, and you are on Business Cloud. Today, we have a conversation with Vanessa Gabriel, the CEO and co-founder of Drop. She comes on to talk about cannabis delivery, the regulatory concerns of the industry, selling her first cannabis company, delivery sales, and much more. I'm super excited for this episode. Let's dive in. Welcome, welcome to the show. I'm super excited to have you. Thanks, Ryan, for having me. Yeah, super happy to be here today. And yeah, thanks for letting me share my story. Awesome. Well, I want to start out in your early days when you were with Greenlight, um, because your first company was actually acquired in 2018 by Leaf Buyer Technologies, um, which yeah. they are now a publicly traded company. Super cool. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm curious, can you give us a little bit of perspective, like what Greenlight was and how that acquisition process really came to be? Yeah, yeah. So similar to, um, you know, Richard, who was on the podcast and how he said he kind of solved his own problems with SaaS and building a startup. Um, yeah, Greenlight was born out of an idea by my co-founder, Mark, um, who's also the co-founder and CTO here at Drop. And yeah, so basically he was at a local dispensary and in California, the lines are like super long at times. Um, and so he was like, I already know what I want. You know, I'm a repeat customer. Why yeah. can't I just order it through an app and pick it up and skip the line? Just like you can do, you know, with food or even, you know, nowadays just with retail, basically anything, a lot of things you can do that. So, but this was, yeah, back in 2016, 2017. Um, and so that really gave birth to the idea of green light. Like you have the green light to skip the line and pick up, you know, your cannabis at the dispensary. So yeah, we got to work and we did some market research. We stopped at a bunch of dispensaries, kind of had to learn, you know, the operations wise of like, okay, how many patients do you see a day? Um, like what's your time frame? you know, like with bud tenders speaking with, you know, patients, um, how about the people that, you know, want, already know what they want type of thing? How do you handle that? So, um, yeah, we learned a lot and then we were like, I think this could actually work. And so, yeah, we built the app, we built the green light app so you could download it and see local dispensaries in your area and then place an order for pickup, skip the line and also earn loyalty points. Um, and rewards for your purchases. So that was something that we really wanted to add on was that through our market research, we saw that a lot of them were still doing, you know, um, not only like check-in points and stuff, but even um, like punch cards as well. So we were like, we could totally digitize all of this. Um, and why don't we just put it in an app? So yeah, we built Greenlight and launched it um, like in 2017 when uh, rec use was legalized here in California. And yeah, it kind of just like quickly took off um, we were really lucky that um, it had its moment to go viral. And yeah, it was amazing to learn on like the dispensary side of things. And that was our first jump into cannabis as a whole. That's cool. Me, Mark, and uh, my other co-founder, Jade, we had done a bunch of projects in a um, plethora of different industries, but that was our first in cannabis. And I mean, there's still so much opportunity for technology and cannabis in general. I feel like we're stuff definitely still behind in some ways. So for us, um, we were like, literally the possibilities are endless when it comes to cannabis. Um, yeah, we visited dispensaries that were checking all of their patients and customers in manually, um, you know, by, yeah, by hand, by paper, et cetera, you know, and we we're like, everything can be digitized, like, you know, um, so yeah, so that really was how, yeah, green light happened. 
Yeah. What's really interesting about that is like, was there like regulatory reasons why this wasn't digitized? Cause it's not like, like cannabis is like a new industry where like this was started in like the fifties and it's just like, Oh, well, this is how yeah, it's Yeah. Always- yeah. No, no. I mean, there have been like, you know, um, companies that were very niche, like companies that would just focus on like the loyalty and rewards aspect yeah. or like the check-in, you know, the check-in process, but nobody really, yeah, nobody really attacked to the like pickup like order ahead and pick up um that's why we were really shocked because we were like you know back in 2017 i mean like you could, even then you you could use an app for basically anything um <laughs> yeah so um it's i mean it even still baffles me i mean you know there wasn't delivery of you know mm-hmm. cannabis um and it still isn't in some states even though they have a very established um cannabis industry like they still don't have regulations around it, but we definitely have made strides. I mean, that kind of leads into drop um, and how that came to be. So after the acquisition of Greenlight, we were a team that just loves building. So we took that opportunity to be like, we loved building this. We kind of want to jump to the next thing. And we were like, let's go to the opposite end of the spectrum for um, consumers. And that's delivery. What What's yeah. it like? um to get your cannabis delivered and we were like "Mm, it's not being done really well if at all and so what we found was that a lot of business owners they were using a whole bunch of different software platforms you know anywhere from like five to seven to do all these things you know do sms marketing to manage their inventory to manage their drivers um and so we were like we can just build this all in one and nobody has like their own app um, so that their customers can purchase directly from that. And so that's really what we wanted to focus on was an all-in-one solution that encompassed all of those things. And I don't think that had been done is because it's yeah. like building five companies in one. And that's pretty, it's pretty scary. And it's, yeah. a, it's a huge undertaking to build. And I think it's obviously much easier to just focus on one piece as a business, but um, no challenge is too big for me and my team. We, you know, we love we love a good challenge, and yeah, so that's how Drop was born and um, built. Interesting. I think it's really like, really cool because like even with like Greenlight and now Drop, you're really taking base. I mean, it's basically a CRM. How I'm kind of thinking of it for like mm-hmm. cannabis and CRMs mm-hmm. have been around since. 2010 with HubSpot and Salesforce, yeah. um, but this is really taking five solutions and packaging it into one. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you say, is there like another company on the market that is like similar to like an all-in-one platform? Um, no, like maybe a company has like one piece or maybe mm-hmm. two pieces, but no one that has all the pieces that we have in-house as our own that we built, um, you know, because then that defeats the purpose. I could be another company, a competitor, but I have yeah. all these partner integrations, but then again, my client could be using five platforms again to run their business. And so that's really what we wanted to solve was that fragmented software stack um, issue. Interesting. So do you take like a, I like when founders like take like a playbook or like basically not copy someone else, but like copy somebody else. Can mm-hmm. you do anything from like Grubhub or like, I'm trying to think of like the other delivery. Fees. Oh yeah. I mean, all the time, because I mean, not, yeah, exactly. Like why reinvent the wheel if something works or like even with green light, 
what yeah. we saw was we took a lot of inspiration from um, like Sephora and Ulta in the makeup industry cool. because of the reward system. Like that's how they have all these women so loyal. And we even built our own acrylic boxes to have in the dispensaries to show off rewards because that's how Sephora did it. And it works. And it was it was a hit. Um, so yeah, we've de we definitely take inspiration um, because it's like, as a consumer, I, I expect that. I've seen it in other places, so why can't I have that? And that's the thing is like with cannabis and some, there's been a disparity is like we get all these experiences um, in other industries and then the cannabis industry is just like down here. So yeah. that's what really drives us and inspires us is to not only make it on par, but also how can we, um, you know, make it even better. Um, but yeah. Interesting. So when I'm thinking about this, you really have like two ends, like you have like the consumer end, like the people like you deliver for, but you also have the companies that you're working with. Um, so can you tell us like, what's like the biggest challenges of like building a product for the end user, but also delivering a product for these companies? Yeah. Yeah. So I think the hardest thing first off is when we work with clients is, you know, there's a sliding scale of how big or small these clients are and their needs yeah. are all kind of different. So that's one thing we really prided ourselves on when we first launched was that, hey, look, we kind of built the foundation of what we think you need and what you've kind of told us you needed, but we're not in the day-to-day -day trenches. So you're the ones delivering, you know, the cannabis, you're the one doing this every day. So we made ourselves very open to feedback from the very beginning. Um, and then that's, that was hard initially to sift through because then we got like inundated with so much feedback. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I need this, I need this. And then we were like, okay, yes, we could do all of that. But then we were like, okay, wait, we can't do all of that. And then yeah. having to really figure out a process on what's important. Can all of our clients utilize this new feature that's being requested, et cetera. Um, so that was one thing, really figuring out that product feedback flow. Um, yeah. But I think, you know, it's really made us stand out as a company because we heard a lot of times from clients when they were, you know, first getting onboarded, like, oh my gosh, I can't even, I couldn't even talk to a support team or the founders or whatever at this other company. Like I would tell them something and it would never get done. But for us, we're like, we'll do it, you know, and, and we'll make sure you know that we do it. Um, so yeah. Yeah. How did you decide like what feedback you should implement? Was it like running a bunch of data and be like, oh, well, so many people are saying we should do X, Y, Z. Yeah, exactly. So then we started to build out, you know, all this data tracking of feedback, how many times, you know, um, it had been mentioned. Um, was it from an enterprise client? Was it from an SMB? Um, you know, and so, yeah, all, factoring in all of those things. And, you know, it's still a learning curve. Like sometimes we do some or we push something out and it doesn't get the response that we think it's going to get. Um, so, yeah. And I think that's what's fun about entrepreneurship is just kind of like every day is different, especially in cannabis, like new regulations come out, could come out tomorrow from some new state. And it's like going to change our wholesale strategy for the next quarter like that. Um, so. I think it's really interesting that like, it's, it is such a fast moving industry. It's like basically AI, AI is like an, an industry that's moving so quick. And so is cannabis as well. But like, it baffles me that like the technology is like kind of lagging behind mm -hmm. and like how you serve like the clientele. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's like I said, back in 2016, 2017, we were like, 
walking in a dispensary and we're like, that could be like 10 companies that solve all of these different problems right here. It's insane. Um, but I think, I mean, cannabis, it's a hard industry. I mean, it's fairly yeah. new-ish, you know, there's still not um, federal backing, you know? So, I mean, yeah. there, I, I think there could be stigmas on, you know, people that want to jump into this industry and yeah, you know, it's not, it could be looked at as not stable sometimes. So yeah. I do think there could be factors on maybe why people haven't jumped in. Um, but I think that kind of just makes this journey all that more um, fun in the end is that you kind of never know with cannabis. <laughs> I think that's like a mentality to have is like, no, like I don't really know how it's going to work, but like, we'll figure it out. Yeah, um, exactly. And that's always been our mentality. It's like, we'll always figure it out. And we have been um and so yeah I think that's very key to entrepreneurship what are some of like the biggest misconceptions say you know I'm I'm 30 years old I've got a million dollars and it's like I want to jump into like the cannabis industry I mean like what are some of the things that like I'm not like seeing before I do that yeah I think you know one it differs by your state yeah every state has their own regulation so that's one thing is Mm. you know as an ancillary company, we don't touch the plant, um, but we still do need to adhere to the different regulations of each state. So it, it doesn't vary too much. There maybe is like 20, 30% that could change, like, you know, um, obviously like age requirements or like certain things with drivers, or like, for example, in California, you the delivery driver has to be an employee of the business they cannot be a contractor or 1099 yeah so like that's when people are like oh well uber you know ever deliver but i'm like most of those people you know are 1099 you know so yeah so there's like that hr thing so all these like little details that um can make it and obviously it depends too i mean the regulatory tracking of cannabis from seed to sale is big there's so many um different steps and processes on where it depending on what kind of business you want to start in cannabis and um I think initially yeah it really just depends like do you want to be a grower do you want to have a dispensary do you want to just deliver do you want to just do technology so it really just depends but I promise you like if anybody did want to jump into cannabis it's not boring for one. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's definitely not like a mundane type of industry. I think that's what's so cool is that we know there's a lot of progress still to be made in the yep. industry that we're all hoping for and we're all striving for. Um, but that it's coming. It's just like about figuring it out and change literally like, for example, when with New York City, you know, they just opened, I think their first uh, dispensary out there. um in this city but then they were like wait they can deliver yep hold up and then so like these random delivery regulations just got like pushed out right out of nowhere and so it was like a huge opportunity for us and it still is and so we're in contact um and trying to get in contact with all these companies because we're like you could deliver with us and like get started like that like you know you don't need to build anything like we have everything so um and like we knew New York was going to be a big um, opportunity for us, but we didn't know it was going to come that quickly. So like, like um, I said, like in cannabis, like anything can happen, like literally tomorrow. That can yeah. Impact. Well, take, 
Well, take me through that time. So like when New York announces this, like this new regulation, I mean, like what goes on? Like, what are the internal meetings like uh, with drop? Like, what is it like? Oh, we need to act now. Like, let's execute. Yeah, now. How did that yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, literally, oh my God, did you see the news? And like, <laughs> did you see this news link? And then everybody reads it and we're like, we need to get on a meeting right now. You know, let's get the sales team together. And it's like, okay, this is huge because they're all dispensaries, but New York is granting them the yeah. ability to deliver. So, and they can deliver before their store even opens. So we are the like perfect solution because you can get started with us right away if you already have your product or if you're, you know. And so for us, it's like, how do we fit in the picture? Oh, we fit in like actually perfect. Okay. Who are all the people that got licenses? Found it. Okay. Cool. Now let's start going down the list, contacting all of them. Let's set up meetings. Um, so yeah, or like we already know people there. So it's like, do they know them that can make an intro? Um, or for example, um, Dutchy got uh called or like named the social equity tech partner for these licenses for the dispensaries. And That's we're like, true. yeah, and we're like, okay, that's great because now we can just integrate with Dutchy and be the whole delivery piece while they still have their point of sale piece for the dispensary. So then it's just two partners they're working with instead of five, which is, you know, the example that, um, or the solution or the problem that we want to solve. And yeah. so, yeah, so now we have a meeting with Dutchie on Monday to That's go over awesome. the integration. So we're like, yeah, so things can move really quickly. I mean, we found, a, we have a client and they were like, okay, well, I need to use Dutchie because that's what they said we have to use. And we're like, okay, well, we can integrate with them. Let's get it going. And then Dutchie's like, yeah, why not? I mean, we have all these other integrations, but so um, we're fine with it. So yeah, I mean, right now that's huge, huge for us. Something really exciting and literally just kind of happened out of the last two, three weeks. And so that's kind of how quickly things can change. Um, And you kind of can't foresee that sometimes. Yeah, that would be, I think, one of the hardest parts. I know people talk about like econ- economic conditions and like regulatory conditions, um, like impacting industries as much. And I feel like that's very prominent with the cannabis industry. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think it's about even too, I feel like we're just scratching the surface on what delivery could be and mm-hmm. will be. You know, when people ask like, oh, are people still ordering via delivery and stuff? And I'm like, yeah, it's not the same numbers as it was back in 2020 when delivery was the only option, yeah. but it's definitely more than what it was, you know, prior to 2020. Before. And now people know that it's a viable solution for them to get their cannabis um, because they used it. And even to, I might not do it every time, but at least, you know, it exists. You might use it. And even too for dispensaries, if they didn't have delivery, bet you they have delivery now most of them because they have to it's another revenue stream and it was the only thing that kept them going at one point during the pandemic um but yeah like I like to say that we're building even for Gen Z they are the ones that are going to demand convenience and demand and just on demand everything so you know I hear clients and sometimes and they're like, you know, my older patients, they don't really like using the app or the website. And I'm like, yeah, I know I get that. Um, And there are going to be those use cases, but overall, like we're building for the future and futures like Gen Z and beyond when they're going to be like, everything needs to be an app. Everything needs to be delivered 
everything needs to be on demand. Mm-hmm. That's why I think like, yeah, like my generation, like I'm 23 years old, like everyone I started doing like, um, uh, like Instacart, like had my groceries delivered, like you oh, have same, on- yeah. streaming, um, people want convenience. I think being able to deliver something like cannabis to someone is even more convenient than like people can imagine instead of having to put on the shoes, put on the pants, put on the jacket and go walk outside, drive wherever and actually pick yeah. something. Yeah. Or even just wait in line at the dispensary, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, so definitely. Yeah. I'm curious, like how how I, so take me from like a zero to one perspective, like knowledge about the cannabis industry, like how, what's the main way that you guys like get new clients? Is it through like sales channels? I don't know how that's regulated. Is it like meeting clients? Yeah. Yeah. No, great question. So we've done account-based marketing and what's good about cannabis is that, you know, all the licenses, um, that get awarded to the people that can have a cannabis business. So it's not as easy as, yeah, going back to your previous question, it's not as easy as sometimes people think because you have to go and get a license from the state. And sometimes there's a limited number of licenses or they're only awarding licenses to social equity applicants for the first X number, you know, you know, which happened in New York. And so, but at least as a business, we know who all the potential customers are, um, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, it's not as many as some other industries. You know, it's definitely growing um, as more states and stuff and, you know, come on and then more states release licenses. Um, but yeah, so we do a lot of account-based marketing. Um, and honestly, like we've gotten by with referrals. Um, we haven't really done like anything much. I mean, we had a PR team last year, kind of just to get our name out there because we were so just in the background, like, and that's who we are as a team is we just love building technology. So like, but people are like, we have never heard of you. (laughs) Like, yeah, because we're not out there. Um, So we got a PR team to kind of just help establish, you know, brand awareness. Um, But yeah, so like referrals, account-based marketing. Yeah. And just knowing who those clients are and calling them, emailing them, and just kind of staying in contact if now is not the right time. And then maybe, you know, somewhere down the line when we have X feature and we think it's going to work for them, we can contact them. Um, But yeah, so I think it's, and it's really all about the relationship um, that you have with these people. Um, Because we, I mean, we've seen it, we've seen that, yeah, we might demo someone and they're like, it's just not a right fit or we're not ready right now. But then they come back Um, because one, there's not too many options in the Mm -hmm. cannabis space, which is nice. Um, and yeah. So when it comes to like sales and stuff, yeah, that's kind of the extent that I can share. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I'm curious, like, because I feel like these companies are like, um, but yeah, like these companies need to find some sort of way to differentiate themselves. And because I feel is the cannabis industry, would you say like a competitive landscape with like the locations you can go to? Um, would, would that be a fair statement? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like they need us to have some sort of way if that's through technology to actually be able to like provide better customer service or not customer service or customer experience. And that's one way they could do it is through drop. Yes, exactly. So that's really what we pride ourselves on is the experience overall, not just for um, our clients, but for their customers. So like, you know, as a client of ours, like you can get your own app and nobody like hardly anybody has their own app when it comes to cannabis. I mean, just last year, Apple announced that you can have um, a cannabis delivery app in the app store. Like it literally took until 2021 and 
the Google Play Store still hasn't done it either. So prior to all of this, or yeah, prior to Apple's um, announcement, we pursued technology and utilized technology called progressive web app technology. And this is used by many companies um, that a lot of people might not even realize that they're using PWA, um, like Pinterest, Twitter, Starbucks, oh, it acts and it feels just like an app, um, but it's you know web-based and um, you can save the web page to your iPhone um, as like a bookmark essentially, but it's like an app. So anytime yeah. you can click on it from your home screen and acts and feels just like an app. Um, so yeah, I mean, for us, like, that was the only way to provide this type of experience because of the, some of the regulations that we were facing. And, but I still think like, it's definitely um, a great option because then, you know, you don't have to deal with the app store. You don't have to, you know, submit changes and then wait for them to approve it. And then like, yeah. they could, or they could change the regulations at any time. Um, so yeah, for us to utilize tech, technology like that, we were like, that really sets us apart. Nobody um, was doing that and still doesn't really do that. Um, but if you want an uh, app in the app store, you can totally have it and we can help help you get that. Um, but yeah, I mean, just as a customer, like if I'm shopping from the same dispensary or the same delivery service, like I could be earning loyalty points, you know, yeah, um, for my purchases, so. Yeah, I love the gamified like aspect of that. Really, um, that's a nice touch. Um, I want to ask. So, the cannabis industry as a as a whole has a compound annual growth rate of like twenty four point three three percent until twenty twenty seven, which is very very good. Um, I'm curious. In four years now, I mean, what are like two of the biggest uh, things that would have to happen to like in the cannabis industry to like really accelerate it? I think for sure. I mean, federal legalization, I think is like the yep. biggest thing. Um, or if more states came on and then if like more states offered more licenses as well, because I've seen it be, you know, um, sometimes like, yeah, states come on, but then it's a really limited number of licenses and stuff. Yep. And so, but I do think that um, if New York can kind of get in a good groove of things, um, that, that could obviously be a huge market just because the population there and that everybody uses delivery, um, there and it's second nature to them. And so I think New York has the possibility of being a yeah. bigger market than California is, um, wow. just because of sheer size. Mm -hmm. Um, and just, like I said, uh, you know, consumer preference and, of uh, just delivery as a whole, but, um, there's, you know, still challenges but yeah i think federal legalization for sure um and if that can happen then more states um yeah. that have um cannabis legal and then more licenses in total and also um banking like safe banking mm -hmm. it didn't get passed again um in congress and so i mean we're always like fighting the fight and trying to but i mean yeah um more states i think 75 percent of the u.s um has some form of cannabis legalization um in some way or another so i mean there's that's definitely a great number so yeah i want to take a little bit of a shift more we're winding down on time here just kind of more like your personal journey about like well where you come from um you were on the forbes next thousand list marijuana venture ford under 40 you're on the rolling stone culture council you started multiple companies been part of a company that had been acquired um, looking back like 10 years ago, I mean, like, what do you think like yourself would be most proud of you for doing? 
Yes, I think, my, oh, that's a great question. Um, I think one, not giving up with entrepreneurship as a whole. I definitely deviated. Um, actually, 10 years ago, I started my first company with my co-founders, um, Jade and Mark. And yeah, so, I mean, we thought that one was like the winner, the grand slam, gonna get us on Forbes. Yeah, exactly. And we were just literally like freshmen in college. Um, I started out of my dorm. And so, yeah, I think I would just be proud of myself because entrepreneurship, it's a very hard journey. It's not all rainbows and butterflies all the time, but it's very rewarding at the same time. Um, you know, and so I think, yeah, just not giving up, um, when the going gets tough because regardless, it's going to, you're going to have good times and bad times and, um, but the journey is all what's it about. So I think, just sticking it through and still being here as an entrepreneur, um, I think I'd be most proud of. Nah, awesome. Is there like a time that you felt like, like I said, like you've, you started your first company in your dorm room, uh, you did green light, you're doing drop. Is there a time you look back on and you're like, wow, I accelerated like the most in my like personal life and like my professional life at this certain time? Yeah. Yeah. So after my first company, um, yeah, when I was like 19, 20, didn't work out, tried to start another one um that one didn't work out and then I just started working random jobs I was like a personal assistant to a handbag designer I was a receptionist at a PR firm I tried helping someone doing like Amazon FBA um and then I was an e-commerce marketing manager for a beauty brand and so but I was just like never happy and was like pretty miserable and knew I wanted to get back into entrepreneurship I just like didn't know what it was going to be or what it was going to look like and when Mark had called me up and said hey like I have this idea for this app and cannabis like do you want to come and join us um I think just making that decision to take the chance on myself you know I left a corporate job um in New York City just moved saved as much money as I could moved to LA and started and yeah started working on Greenlight with Jade and Mark and I think, yeah, from like that point on, I think making that commitment to myself and to entrepreneurship in general, of like, okay, I'm jumping back into this. I can do this. This is That's my cool. decision. Um, and yeah, let's see where this takes me. So I think like that was probably like the like turning point. Um, yeah, back in like 2016 um, when I made that choice. And then, yeah, I think ever since, I mean, it's, I've, so grateful for the journey so far and obviously the success with Greenlight and um still being around here with Drop I mean this is like the longest we ran a company the farthest we've ever got with a company besides obviously the acquisition but it was kind of so fresh out the gates that um we didn't run Greenlight for that long so um yeah just happy to be here yeah that's awesome was it tough like when you decided to leave your corporate gig and like jump back in entrepreneurship like you know like it was because you know you always have like the you never know what's going to happen with entrepreneurship. Yeah. I mean, not, I had it not work out before, yeah. you know, when I thought it was going to, um, on paper, I had a decent, you know, corporate job. I lived in New York city. Um, the job allowed me to travel to Europe a few times a year, but I just like, was unhappy. I was like working in a basement and I was living in a basement. So oh, like no. that combination <laughs> in New York was just like hundred percent depression. Oh no. So, yeah, and like no windows all the time. So it just like was not good. And yeah, maybe someone else. And I was like, I'd rather give up this job to someone that would love it, 
cares about this, um, lives and breathes it because I don't, and I want to be doing something else. So, um, yeah, I think very scary taking that chance on yourself, but you know, you only live once and, you know, I could have been left with what if, you know, what if Mark and Jay did it and they were part of, you know, and then they got acquired and I wasn't a part of it. And then I was like, man, I shouldn't have been scared. You know, I should have just took the chance on myself. So, um, yeah, definitely was, but I mean, to each their own, like there's nothing wrong with a corporate job. It just wasn't for me, you know? Yeah. I love that. I love that. So two more questions for you. One, um, I mean, advice to young 20 year olds, um, young 20 somethings, um, like what's like one high value task that you think every like young 20 something should do? Mm, High value task. Um, to, and this is not really a task, but this is what kind of just comes to mind first is like, know yourself, like learn what are your habits to be productive. It might not look like what it does for Bob on your team or whatever. So like knowing yourself and how you work and how you can get the most productivity out of yourself and to keep yourself, you know, emotionally, mentally, and like a happy balance so that you can achieve whatever you want to achieve. Because, um, you know, it's like, I got a dog in COVID um, because I wasn't leaving the house. One, I was just on my computer all day and couldn't really go anywhere. But, and two, like, I forget to go outside sometimes as an entrepreneur and like literally step out of my house. So I got a dog because I'm like, I need some fresh air. I need to just like get out of this work bubble that I'm in. And so that was something that I did for myself personally, just to help keep me sane and balanced. So I think, yeah, take, you know, those early years of like, yeah, if you're in college, what are your learning habits? Like, how do you, um, you know, what are, how do you work the best? Like, what, how can you be productive and how can you keep yourself balanced as much as possible? Um, which I know is very hard sometimes, but, um, yeah, so that's what I would say. Awesome. And then last question for you, Vanessa, you were awesome. Thank you so, so much for joining us. Where can people connect with you? Where can people learn more about you? Um, please plug those links and they will be down below for everyone to take a look or a click. <laughs> yes, um, you can find us at dropdelivery.com. That is our website. Also on LinkedIn as well. Please feel free to connect with me and give our page a follow, our company page a follow. Um, yeah, always I'm always available and like uh, open to, you know, chat with anybody that wants to, you know, pick my brain or if you want to learn about cannabis or entrepreneurship, um, I'm always happy to chat with anyone. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Vanessa. You were awesome. And thank you so, so much for joining the podcast. Thanks, Ryan. Great stuff.